Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. And now forgive us the iniquity of my sin. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto thee all my sins and iniquities, with which I have offended thee, and justly deserve thy temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and truly repent of them. And I pray thee of thy boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter suffering and death of thy beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you who heartily repent of your sins, believe on Jesus Christ, and sincerely and earnestly purpose by the assistance of God, the Holy Ghost, henceforth to amend your sinful lives. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The introit. Thou lovest righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. My heart is indicting a good matter. I speak of the things which I have made touching the King. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Thou lovest righteousness and hated wickedness, Therefore, God thy God hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. Lord, have mercy upon us. 
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, our Savior, hear us, we pray thee, as we rejoice in the steadfast devotion thou dost kindle and sustain in the heart of thy saints. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, who livest and reignest with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. You may be seated. The first reading is from the 51st chapter of Ecclesiasticus. I will thank you, O Lord and King, and praise you, O God, my Savior. I do give praise to your name, for you are my defender and helper, and have preserved my body from destruction and from the snare of the slanderous tongue and from the lips that forge lies, and have been my helper against my adversaries, and have delivered me according to the multitude of your mercies and greatness of your name from the teeth of them that were ready to devour me and out of the hands of those who sought after my life and from the manifold afflictions which I had, from the choking of fire on every side and from the midst of the fire which I kindled not, from the depth of the belly of hell, from an unclean tongue and from lying words, by an accusation to the king, From an unrighteous tongue my soul drew near even unto death. My life was near to the hell beneath. They compassed me on every side, and there was no man to help me. I looked for the help of men, but there was none. Here ends the reading. The epistle is from the 10th and 11th chapters of 2 Corinthians. But he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. For not he who commends himself is approved, but whom the Lord commends. Oh, that you would bear with me in a little folly, and indeed you do bear with me, for for I am jealous for you with godly jealousy, for I have betrothed you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. Here ends the epistle. We stand. Thou lovest righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore God thy God hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. Alleluia, alleluia, grace is poured into thy lips. Therefore God hath blessed thee forever. Hallelujah. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 13th chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. 
Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid, and for joy over it he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet that was cast into the sea and gathered some of every kind, which, when it was full, they drew to shore, and they sat down and gathered the good into vessels, but threw the bad away. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come forth, separate the wicked from the just, and cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Jesus said to them, Have you understood all these things? They said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he said to them, Therefore, every scribe instructed concerning the kingdom of heaven is like a householder who brings out of his treasure things new and old. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. The Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of the Father, and he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord and giver of life, who proceedeth from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. You may be seated. The hymn is in your white insert. Rejoice all ye believers. Let your lights appear, 
The evening is advancing, and darker night is near. The bridegroom is arising, and soon he draweth nigh. Up watch and pray and wrestle, at midnight comes the cry. The watchers on the mountain proclaim your bridegroom near. Go meet him as he cometh with hallelujahs clear. The marriage feast is waiting, the gates wide open stand. Up, up, ye heirs of glory, the bridegroom is at hand. Ye saints who hear in patience, your cross and sufferings bore, shall live and reign forever, where sorrow is no more. Around the throne of glory, the gates one shall hold. In triumph cast before him your diadems of gold. Our hope and expectation, O Jesus, now appear. Arise, thou sun, so long for, or this benighted sphere. With hearts and hands uplifted, we plead, O Lord, to thee. The day of earth's redemption, that brings us unto thee. Amen. Our sermon text is from 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 2. For I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy, for I have betrothed you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. This is our text. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. The celebration of St. Lucy Martyr. Give you a little bit of the history. St. Lucy of Syracuse died about 300 AD under the reign of the Roman Diocletian's persecution. She was a virgin who was devoted to Christ. The story is that her mother was healed, and so her and her mother uh, gave away all of their riches, began to give this away to the poor um, before she was killed. Uh, Evidently, she was engaged and then was giving away her dowry, and so her uh, future husband is the one who brought charges against her. 
There are several legendary stories, as there always are, designed to glory in her vow, her vow of remaining in a state of virginity. One says that when she refused uh, to uh, give up this vow that she was condemned to a house of harlotry, when they tried to come and get her and make her leave, uh, the Roman tribunal uh, tried to pick her up and couldn't move her. <laughs> there was a force that kept her right where she was and she couldn't move. They uh, tried a yoke of oxen and were unable to pull her away from that spot. Eventually, they burned her right on that spot, but still alive, a soldier finally stuck her neck with a dagger. So, pictures of her. Uh, there's about three different ones that you can find. One usually has uh, a, a dagger laying around and a palm branch. Some have, it's a little bit more unusual. Uh, she's holding a platter and it has eyes on it. She's said to have had her eyes gouged out um, before she was killed. But the one that I prefer and seems to be more in keeping with this, there she is holding a burning lamp as a reminder of the five wise virgins who entered into the marriage feast with their lamps burning brightly. So what is the point um, as we take a look at these saint days in which we give thanks? Uh, the Book of Concord makes it quite clear. Article 21. It is also taught among us that saints should be kept in remembrance so that our faith may be strengthened when we see what grace they received and how they were sustained by faith. Moreover, their good works are to be an example for us, each of us in his own calling, so his imperial majesty may in salutary and godly fashion imitate the example of David in making war on the Turk, for both are incumbents of a royal office, which demands the defense and protection of their subjects." So we give thanks, we look at the grace they've received, uh, we might use their uh, good works as an example for us in our vocation. Second part, it says, however, it cannot be proved from the scriptures that we are to invoke saints or seek help from them. For there is one mediator between God and men, Christ Jesus, who is the only Savior, the only high priest, advocate, and intercessor before God. He alone has promised to hear our prayers. Moreover, according to the scriptures, the highest form of divine service is to sincerely seek and call upon this same Jesus Christ in every time of need. If anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. So it's quite interesting that the Roman church over the years has changed the emphasis that we have with St. Lucy. Uh, they've changed it from her faithfulness to this vow of virginity. There's a big difference, though, a big difference between living as a virgin and a vow of virginity. You see, those who are not married, yes, all are expected to lead chaste lives. They are not engaged in premarital sex, and this virginity is God-pleasing. But according to the papists, 
A vow of virginity. Ooh, that is said to be a sacrifice which one makes before God, which earns merits from him. But this type of vow is not scriptural. The 27th article of the Augsburg Confession speaks about monastic vows and simply puts it this way. Vows cannot nullify God's order and command. And later it says, It is not alone God's command that urges, drives, and compels us to do this, that is, to be married, but God's creation and order also direct all to marriage who are not endowed with the gift of virginity by a special act of God. So what do we see? We see that if someone has that gift of celibacy, well, then fine. St. Paul says that the unmarried woman is concerned about the Lord's affairs. However, a married woman needs to be concerned about the needs of her husband and children, while a virgin may live in undivided devotion to the Lord. So, St. Lucy, if she happened to be one of those who had that special gift of celibacy, Well, then that is fine. But then, if that has been given to her, her virginity is not something she can offer up to God. It was a gift which God gave to her. And if it was a gift, then to receive it does not provide special merits before God. To make up legendary stories which show her devotion to some man-made and unscriptural vow is not what we celebrate in the church at all. The church has remembered her life because she was a faithful Christian. It would seem only right that a young girl who was keeping the sixth commandment would remain a virgin. The Roman persecutors came and when demanding emperor and changing winds of society, and so, yes, uh, uh, when this suitor came, sought to marry, she rejected him, turned him over to the authorities for being, uh, they, and she rejected him. Then she was turned over to the authorities because she was a Christian. And it seems quite possible that St. Paul, as he says, a Christian is free to marry any who they like as long as he is a Christian, so that she had been promised to someone who was not a Christian Yes, she said no. The points to consider then are this. As the Augsburg Confession says, one, we consider what grace they received. St. Lucy received the gift, a gift of undivided devotion to the Lord and her virginity. The point is not that she was faithful in a man-made vow, but faithful to to her Lord. She confessed her sins believed in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sin. She was not earning merit, but living a life of thankfulness to her Lord. We too, in our vocation and what God has given us to do, are not earning merit uh, by preaching the word or by you listening or taking care of your husband or wife. You have simply been given a gift and you are to be faithful. Next, if she was called upon to confess Christ, or even to face martyrdom, then, too, we must remember how she was sustained by faith in Christ. She was strengthened to make that good confession even in the face of death. Her good work of faithfulness is to be commended to us that we might follow it. And if we are ever to renounce Christ, we should do as St. Lucy did and entrust our body and soul unto Christ. 
Where does this kind of steadfast faith come? St. Paul says, 2 Corinthians 11.2, For I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy, for I have betrothed you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. Where does this faithfulness come? Through the preaching of the word, through our baptism into Christ, we have been married, married to our husband, and that is Jesus Christ. We have an undivided devotion to him as he is our only God and our only husband. We were married to Christ through the preaching of the word and the administration of baptism. We have been welcomed to the marriage feast of communion because of our marriage to the head. No matter whether we are single or married, Christians are completely devoted to our Savior. When we are in danger or in need, we are not to invoke St. Lucy. No, we are to pray and seek help from our God alone, just as she did. Just as Lucy relied upon her Savior, so do we. And just as she received help, and finally the crown of life, so will you who entrust to Christ your body and soul will also receive a crown of life. Another tradition that goes with the uh, uh, the celebration of St. Lucy was often a wreath that had burning, had candles on it uh, as a crown of, of life, which the Lord had provided, again, through the faithfulness, the faith of her trusting in Christ. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Amen. The offertory canticle, Create in Me, we stand. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Pass me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Let us pray. We give you thanks, O Lord Almighty, that you did raise up from the dead our Redeemer, Jesus Christ, you showed him openly unto witnesses that were chosen before you, and who by him received grace and apostleship and the ministry to testify of the gospel of your grace unto the obedience of faith among all nations for his name's sake. We beseech thee of thy great mercy to keep us in that pure apostolic doctrine of the holy gospel, accompany the preaching of the word, with the effectual working of thy Spirit, that we may be built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, 
Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Help us to remember those who have spoken unto us the word of God and to follow their faith. Raise up at all times faithful witnesses of the truth. Endue them with power from on high that they may fearlessly confess thee before men and turn many hearts to thee. Rule thy people with thy rod, the flock of thy heritage, with the staff of the good shepherd, that being kept by thy grace and power, we may at last obtain the end of our faith, even the salvation of our souls. And with all the saints, praise and glorify thee, world without end. Amen. Dearly beloved, for as much as we purpose to come to the Holy Supper of our Lord Jesus Christ, it becometh us diligently to examine ourselves, as St. Paul exhorteth us. For this holy sacrament hath been instituted for the special comfort and strengthening of those who humbly confess their sins and who hunger and thirst after righteousness. But if we thus examine ourselves, we shall find nothing in us but only sin and death, from which we can in no wise set ourselves free. Therefore, our Lord Jesus Christ hath had mercy upon us and hath taken upon himself our nature, that so he might fulfill for us the whole will and law of God, and for us, and for our deliverance, suffer death, and all that we by our sins have deserved, and to the end, that we should the more confidently believe this, and be strengthened by our faith in cheerful obedience to his holy will, he hath instituted the holy sacrament of his supper, in which he feedeth us with his body, and giveth us to drink of his blood. Therefore, whoso eateth of this bread and drinketh of this cup, firmly believing the words of Christ, dwelleth in Christ and Christ in him and hath eternal life. We should also do this in remembrance of him, showing his death, that he was delivered for our offenses and raised again for our justification, and rendering unto him most hearty thanks for the same, take up our cross and follow him. And according to his commandment, love one another, even as he hath loved us. For we are all one bread and one body, even as we are all partakers of this one bread and drink of this one cup. I will wash my hands in innocency, and so will I compass thine altar, O Lord that I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving and tell of all thy wondrous works. Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house and the place where they, thine honor dwelleth. Mm-hmm. The Lord be with you. Give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is meet and right so to do. 
It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks unto Thee. O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty, Everlasting God. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify thy glorious name, evermore praising thee and saying, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord God of Sabaoth, heaven and earth are full of thy glory. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he, blessed is he, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Our Father who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take ye, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, gave thanks, 
and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the remission of sins. This do as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. O Christ, the Lamb of God, that takest away the sin of the world, have mercy upon us. O Christ, the Lamb of God, that takest away the sin of the world, have mercy upon us. O Christ, the Lamb of God, that takest away the sin of the world, grant us thy peace. Amen. I will receive the bread of heaven and call upon the name of the Lord. Lord, I'm not worthy you should come under my roof, but only speak the word and my soul shall be healed. The body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which was given for me, to preserve my body and soul unto life everlasting. Amen. What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits toward me? I will take up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and so shall I be saved from my enemies. The blood of our Lord Jesus, which was shed for me, preserved my body and soul into life everlasting. Amen. Depart in peace. Amen. Come. Take, eat. This is the true body of our Lord Jesus Christ, given unto death for your sins. Take and eat. This is the true body of our Lord Jesus Christ, given unto death for the forgiveness of all of your sins. Take, drink. This is the true blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, shed for the remission of your sins. Take, drink. This is the true blood 
of our Lord Jesus Christ shed for the remission of your sins. Take drink. This is the true blood of our Lord Jesus Christ shed for the remission of your sins. May this true body and blood strengthen and preserve you. Depart in peace. Past our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart what has given us in time be our healing for eternity. Lettest thou thy servant depart according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. Allied to light and the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. We give thanks unto thee, Almighty God, that thou hast refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we beseech thee that of thy mercy thou wouldst strengthen us through the same 
in faith towards thee and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. The Lord be with you. Bless with the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace.